0: kid, I asked a lot of weird questions. What if men had periods wasn't one of them, but I did ask myself, why did I have a period? Why did it feel so secretive and shameful, this thing that was happening to me every month? I, I knew that my brothers didn't have periods. I also knew that my brothers never had to clean the kitchen and got to stay out later on their bikes than I did. <laughs> um, But as it turns out, um, there would be lots of things that my brothers and I experienced differently throughout our lives. It wasn't until college that I learned about sex roles. Sex roles are basically the definitions that society come up with about what is acceptable for men and women to do, be, um, and the occupations they can have. And it turns out that Childhood Sam was onto something. Because when it comes to sex roles, periods are important you can't have babies without periods. And because women were the ones having the the periods and the babies, um, men were the ones getting sent out to do things like hunting and conquering. Um, Largely due to the risks involved, it was more practical to um, expose men to these dangers than women. Now, not to you know, generalized thousands of years of human history. Um, but in general, men became the hunters, women became the plant gatherers. So um, there's been studies that bear this same hypothesis out. There's a book written by an uh, anthropologist named Peggy reeves Um She wrote a book that did a meta-analysis of about 150 different cultures from across the world. And what she found was this. When hunting is important, men have more power. The divisions of labor between the sexes are greater. When gathering plants is more important to the society's survival, women are more included and more valued. There's also more male involvement in childbearing, and this is largely due to the physical presence um, that they gain by not having to be gone as often. Um, so we have um, men, Or sorry, women uh, more included in societies with plant gathering, um, men doing the hunting, and basically the evidence that I've just given you provides um, support for my assertion that I'm going to make, which is that our roles in our society are created by our environment, not ingrained in our genes based on sex. So our culture is um, has evolved around these divisions of labor. and a lot of, for, in a lot of ways, we still uh, operate based on them. I mean, we socialize our children based on these ancient divisions of labor from day one. We give them different toys and um, push them towards different careers. But then we turn around and say, well, women and men, they're just different. There's no changing it. Well, that's not true. I mean, there's no biological reason why a boy can't be a good babysitter or a man, a stay-at-home dad, if that's what interests him. And the mere fact that there's interest should dispel this notion that our interests are ingrained based on sex. But we're still funneling our children towards stereotypical male and female um, roles. As if it were as important as it was 10,000 years ago. Now, there's been a lot of argument about nature versus nurture when it comes to sex roles. Um, I'm sure you've all heard of the book, men uh, are from Mars, women are from Venus. It's a pithy little statement, but it's one that I wanna debunk. And I wanna do that with a study based on math. Now, this is a stereotype we've all heard. Women are bad at math. And if you look at college exam uh, scores, then you'll find evidence to support that claim. There was a professor of social psychology um, who did just that. And he um, was able to reproduce this performance gap by giving standardized tests to um, women and um, matching them up with male counterparts with the same exact credentials. Now women were scoring about 200 points on an SAT score, lower than men, even though there should have been no difference. So what Claude Steele sort of coined with this study was the idea of stereotype threat. He attributed this performance gap to the notion that the mere knowledge of a negative stereotype existing is enough to distract an individual, discourage them and undermine them psychologically enough to where they'll actually be more likely to fulfill the negative stereotype. So um, basically, what I want to do is give you one more example. Um, It has to do with competition. So we all know that men are naturally more competitive than women. I mean, it's a pretty well-known fact, and it's largely accepted. However, according to economist Yuri Genesi, this cannot be pinned on nature. Easy did a study where he compared competitiveness rates in men and women in two different um, non-Western cultures. And he developed a game where they would throw a ball into a basket and get paid, get a cash prize based on their performance, whether or not they made it, how many they made. But they were also given the option of getting three times as much money if they went up against an unknown competitor. And they would only get the money if they did better than their opponent. So, first he did this experiment with the Maasai tribe in Tanzania. These are, uh, this is one of the most patriarchal societies that we uh, know of. Then he did it with the Kasi tribe in India, which is one of the only matrilineal societies that we know of that exists today. What he found was that in the patriarchal society, twice as many men chose the competitive option as did women in the Kasi tribe where women are the inheritors of property, they're used to being uh, treated as equals. An even larger proportion of women chose the competitive option and so we find that in the matrilineal society, women are even more competitive than men in the patriarchal society. So what I'm trying to do here is challenge the idea that nature is king. Because Yurikenizi concluded that actually, when it comes to competitiveness, nurture is king. Or rather, nurture is queen. But we have no way of knowing now what innovations, um, you know, paradigm shifting contributions have been lost and trapped in the minds of people whose ideas and abilities didn't match up with what the world expected from someone of their gender. Um, But what we can do going forward is know that we're not up against our environment for survival anymore. We have the power to um, examine these patterns of behavior and get rid of the ones that no longer serve us. So going from here forward, what if we looked at skills instead of sex? What if we encouraged our children not based on what's between their legs, but between the interests and abilities that they actually have? What if we encourage everyone to do what they're good at, regardless of sex? Our society would be a lot better for it. Thank you.